last name Cause I really can't take no stress saying About where I done been, who I done hit Your homegirl saying he a bad boy But I'm signed to the rock, no time for the gossip Bitch, put down them tabloids She said, I heard you got a main chick My mistress and some hoes You be up to no good and everybody know My homegirls tried to warn me, they tried to let me know and that was Can't Get Enough by J. Cole, featuring Trey songs from his debut album. And J. Cole is just winning our life this week. Seriously, our whole, like, dimension changed. Became the... J. Cole. Yeah. It's his world, and we're just living in it. Obviously. But before we get to that, it's Shane. Hey, and Kaylee. And welcome back to another episode of the Pop Talk Podcast. So, like always, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast here on SoundCloud and also on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So you don't miss out on any of the future episodes and also past episodes. And I have been checking over the last couple of days and I have been seeing the numbers go up on SoundCloud. So thank you guys so much for listening, especially the Demi one. The Demi one's just oh, still yeah. just going up. The Demi and the pink one. Yeah, like y'all. I don't know why, but I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. But also to follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pop Talk. And my Twitter that you can follow me is at Mr. McCaddy, M-R-M-C-C-A-T-T-Y. And my Twitter is, because I see that Shane has like 80-something followers, and I have 11. So let's fix that. Can I get at least 15? Yeah, let's get like an uh, an even number. Like 20, maybe? 20. That's the goal, people. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Cardi B one almost has 100 listens. Well, my Twitter is K-E-L-L. Six S's and then one, two, seven, six at Twitter, whatever, whatever, dot com. <laughs> yep, and like always, that stuff will be down in the description for you in case you forget. So what we're going to be talking about today is me and Kaylee both separately picked three different artists that we think are underappreciated and underrated and that we really feel need your attention and need your support to kind of maybe get to that next level or just maybe to be even heard at all. But before we get to that, we are going to break down this Hot 100. <laughs> and, uh, um, okay, so this Hot 100 Top 10 has completely shifted. It's totally different. Yeah, it's, this is the most different it's looked in months. It, seriously. <laughs> okay, so this is not the last time you'll hear this name on the list. <laughs> um, it, number 10 is K-O-D or COD, I don't know. Um, J. Cole in its debut week debuted at number 10. Okay, I haven't heard anything off the I, album. I've, I've listened to half the album, not, not, and not enough to, like, make any comments, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. I, I wasn't even expecting mm-hmm. this to happen. That's mm-hmm. why I wasn't even really thinking about it. I read the list, obviously, from top to bottom, so when I saw, like, number three, I was like, oh my gosh! And then, yeah, I did the same thing. And then the rest of it was like, oh. Wow. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw. This. I was like, wow, wow. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I kept going down. I was like, oh, oh, oh. And I kept seeing like little red arrows. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. What is happening? Um, what's funny is this song didn't go away. Number nine is "Look Alive," Black Boy JB. It's not gonna go away because you said it is. It's, <laughs> it's honestly though, it really, it's because of that. Um. Okay. Number eight. Also in its debut week, debuting at number eight is Kevin's Heart, J Cole. Again, I haven't heard. Yeah, at first I thought it was like, wait, Kevin Hart? I was like, oh no. Yeah, maybe that's... It might I be. Know. I don't know. It could be a love letter to him. I don't know. Ooh. Um, Number seven is The Middle. Baby. 
Uh, number six is eight. He likes the weird three letters for some reason. Yeah. ATM, also in its debut week. Um, J Cole. Debut number six. That's that's three songs. Mm-hmm. That debuted in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like I know if that's happened before. You know what? I I when I saw that I looked up J Cole or I looked up something. And to make sure that it hadn't happened before. And it, there was no, like, big news about it. So I just thought it never happened before. Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah, J. Cole, J. Cole became the first act to simultaneously debut three songs in the top ten on Billboard. Wow. That's crazy. What was sad is that they're not in, like, the top five. They're all in the top. The yeah. bottom, bottom five. But even so... But even so, that's, that's great. Still, yeah, yeah. You know, they probably... Well, they probably could have been higher. They all weren't competing with each other. <laughs> for those streams. Because literally the rest of the Hot 100 is just J. Cole. <laughs> <It> really is. <laughs> Alright, well, number five is Psycho, Post Malone. Did you, so his album came out. Oh. It's called, like, I'm not going to even, because I'm going to insult it if I try to say what it's called. Oh. But he has a song with Nicki Minaj on it. And I really? Know, yeah, I don't know if you had heard, oh, God, obviously you haven't heard Mm-mm. that one then. But yeah, I don't know how I felt about it. I think... Like, I, I like Nicki features, obviously, but I'm so ready for Nikki. Nicki's single or mm-hmm. her album that I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Give us your song or your album. But no. yeah. Oh, sorry. Number four is meant to be, baby. Did you hear how she said that she paved the way for pop artists to be on country songs? She just said that. I don't know if she said it in a tweet or it was an interview. I saw it on Twitter. But that was, I said I did that was my I did that too. I was like, um there's been many people have you who have done the pop country what? crossover thing. I'm sorry, Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think she was saying that a pop and a country artist can be on the same song and it be like a blend of the genres. But, but even so, I'm like, that's that was the definition of early Taylor Swift. I was just about to say, like, didn't Taylor Swift like Like that was like, that was the definition of who she was. And like Shania Twain. Hello. I'm just Well whatever. Anyways, alright, BB. You go you go ahead. Alright, and that's why you remember. Her one. debut album too is coming out pretty soon. Oh, so she can stop putting out all these EPs and to put out an actual <laughs> album. And be st- and stop featuring on everything. Yeah. Well, number three in its debut week, and it's her highest-ranking debut, mm-hmm. is Ariana Grande with No Tears Left to Cry. So when I first saw, I think I saw a picture. Mm. No, I think I just looked up the, the top ten and I was writing my notes. And I saw that it debuted at number three. Mm-hmm. And I said, geez, not even Ariana can stop Drake. <laughs> but... <laughs> The song, so she did, I, I watched her entire segment did you watch on Jimmy Jim Fallon. Fallon. And so, okay. So like I said last time, if I don't like a song right away, I usually say, okay, give me a music video. Mm-hmm. If I don't really, the music video doesn't do it for me, I say, give me a live performance. Mm-hmm. The first one at Coachella was, eh. But this one, I actually, I wish, I wish she had done it with the band, like with the uh, roots, mm-hmm. and not just the, the backing track, but mm-hmm. whatever. I actually liked that performance. I thought she sounded really good. Mm-hmm. 
Like her voice is crystal clear. So I listened to it on. The, it came on the radio. I was like, yeah, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. Okay, I I'm getting it. Then I watched her on Jimmy Fallon, and I really appreciate when artists sound like the radio in real yeah, life. Yeah, sound like the actual. Like track. she can sing. Like can there's sing. Yeah, no yeah. doubt oh, there's about no, it. Yeah, no question. No doubt that she can Never sing. Never been. And I even really when she, even when she was on Victorious. When she, when she first sang on Victoria's? Yes! And everyone was like, Yes! Wait. I did that. Why is Victoria singing? That's what I said! And she's not. Yes! Yeah. It was like at that dance battle or something. Yeah, yeah. And she was she singing. She sang the song with and Jay. She did, ah, and I was yeah. like, I was like, oh. What? Who? Like, Who's that? Oh, What's who are that? you? <laughs> but anyways, so I really liked her performance on Jimmy Fallon. And then I just watched the music video again. And I was like, all right. That's cool. That's good. I good mean, go. it definitely bops. I oh, think yeah. I might. I think I might appreciate it more in the context mm. of the album, mm-hmm. like just for me personally. Which she also announced the album title, which is called Sweetener, Sweetener, because she wants something about bringing the light and spreading the light and sweetening up people's lives yeah, or something. Yeah, basically. And it's coming out this summer. So there's a lot. There's so many albums coming out this summer. That Are you is, ready? I just, I don't know if I am. <laughs> I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to talk about them. I'm ready to just, mm-hmm. it's going to be so good. But yeah, shout out to Ariana for her highest debut. For sure. I, what, do, what do we think about the possibility? Because she's never had a number one yet. Her highest peak was Problem with Iggy Azalea. Peaked at number two. Yep. Side to side didn't even? Nope, that peaked at number four, I believe. And then Bang Bang had peaked at number three. I think Break Free peaked at number well, four. Well, this being her highest ranking debut, it's either going to go to number two and stay, or maybe go number one for a week. Mm-hmm. I think. I would like to see her get a number one. I don't necessarily know if I want it to be this song, because mm. I'm not in love with it, mm. but I think that she definitely deserves it. I just don't like that one... I'm living it up, I'm living it up. I know. That's it, the only part of the song I don't like. you know what's like. so sad about that? Because I was kind of saying the same thing. That's the catchy part. That's supposed to be the I know. Funky. That sticks in your head. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, number two and one are boring. Number two is God's Plan, and number one is Nice For What. I really like Nice For What. I've been hearing it a lot more on the radio. I, I haven't seen it, or I haven't heard it. I've only, I think I've only really heard it on 103 Jams. Like, I haven't heard it on mm. the Top 40 stations yet. Mm-hmm. Which, I, don't, I honestly don't think it will be. Mm. I mean, it probably will at some point because it's Drake. But it's not, it's not like, more popish like mm-hmm. God's Plan is. But, yeah, it's a good song. So, the only rising track that I have, and it's not even a, a, because, honestly, people... There were none. J. Cole, I think, um, I think probably every song on his album debuted <laughs> on the Hot 100, which isn't... I mean, I'm not going to say it's... I was going to say, which isn't rare, but, I mean, people have done that before. It's not like he's the first one to do that. But he he made every single song go down. Like, there are songs that were just in the top ten that are nowhere near the top ten anymore because mm-hmm. J. Cole. Yep. And I'm not actually mad about that because we need some fresh. Seriously. Some freshness in here. But, but then watch this list not change. No. <laughs> for, like, four weeks. You know what I want to see one day? And I hope it's one day, like, we're alive to see this. But... I want someone to have, like, the whole top ten. Oh, man. I think, I feel like Michael Jackson, or, or maybe it was the Beatles, I think they had, was it the whole top five, or four of the top five at one oh, point? Oh, I don't know. 
I think I remember seeing that fact somewhere, but I would love to see someone wow. just have like the whole top ten. Who do you think could do that? Like, I don't want to say it. No. Yeah. No way. I think so. Really? Uh huh. T Swift, right? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Really? Mm-hmm. This or album. Drake. Well, okay, but. Drake maybe, but. Taylor Swift thought that this album was going to be, like, her comeback, I guess, to the, all the drama. Oh, where is she? Because where did she go? you tried to sell an album on drama that we were all over. Like, we don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, the only rising track I have, and it's not really a rising track, it actually re-entered into the top 40 at number 34, and that's Wake Me Up by Avicii, which I forgot to mention... Last week that oh, he did he, pass away. He, do you know how he died? Yeah. Okay. I don't know the details, but I know it was like a suicide. Mm-hmm. That's very sad because so I love I know. Songs. Me too. I really liked. Um, obviously, wake me up. I liked his um, "Sky Full of Stars" with Coldplay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very unfortunate talent, young talent who had a lot more. Uh, to give, who unfortunately yeah, sure um, passed away before his time. But that did song did ran turn number 34, which just shows the power of his music. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to also, oh, also too to mention about J. Cole. He actually, like, J. Cole is an artist that he doesn't do interviews. Mm-hmm. He really, he barely even does singles. He's not out here promoting like a typical artist would. But he is, like, cons- consistent with his album sales. Which, when people always say, you know, albums are dead, but he mm-hmm. actually debuted at number one on the Hot 200 mm-hmm. with 397,000 albums sold. Wow. Which is the highest debut in 2018 for an album. Wow. Yep, so shout out to J. Cole just ruling the charts. Seriously. Letting people know what's up. Good for him. Yep. All right, so that was our Hot 100 talk. Mm-hmm. And before we get into our topic today unannounced to my knowledge at least yeah. Christina Aguilera put out a single her, the debut single from her new album Liberation coming very very soon and it's called Accelerate and it features Ty Dolla Sign and 2 Chains, who I love 2 Chains. 2 Chains. what do we think about what do we think about this song? So I listened to it and then completely forgot what it sounded like. Um, it was very monotone to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched it with the music video. It's all black and white. She's drinking. I can, yeah, I could see that. She's drinking cover. milk out of a glass with her tongue. She's like rolling around on the floor. She's like looking at <laughs> no. the camera. I'm like, what is the song about? What are you trying to tell me? Are you turning into a cat? I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, eh. Yeah, so I listened to it the first time, and I got through it, and I was kind of similar to Kaylee. I, I didn't really remember anything from it. I was like, oh. And then one of my friends had told me that, oh, just listen to it, like, a few times. I said, I mean, that's how pop songs work. If you listen to it enough, you are eventually probably going to like it or at least like it mm-hmm. enough to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I don't like a song or at least find interest in a song, like my first listen, it's probably not that good. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just I don't get it. But I think the song is just... like I don't, I don't think it's bad or anything. I, I do think there's some cool parts in it. I like how she uses like Ty Dolla Sign and 2 Chainz kind of... They're not just features, like, they don't just have, like, a verse and then mm, go. They're mm-hmm. kind of, like, 
within the song and mm -hmm. like and there's like backup vocals and she's singing like during two chains verse in the background i like i always like stuff like that but the song is just not for me mm -hmm. i've listened to mm -hmm. it three times now and i'm still like yeah yeah it's not for me I, I will watch the music video i mean i do like christina i'm excited she's back i'm excited to hear what's coming on the rest of her album and i hope that she sings she does have a song with demi which i saw that too and demi, yeah oh you didn't see the track listing yeah she had a song with demi and Demi was like, I'm so honored, crying emoji, crying emoji. And I was like, oh, that should be... That should be okay. Hopefully. <laughs> and as long as it's not a screaming battle. Oh, come on. It'll be like Demi going, ah, and then, and then Christina, ah, like at the same time. And then it, they'll start singing. They'll probably like go back and forth, like who can sing higher. <laughs> it's just a cover of anything you can do. I can do better. And then they just start singing. You know what? I would actually listen to that. <laughs> I'd be here for that. Oops. Oopsies. But, yeah. So I'm actually going to kind of want to, like, if you guys haven't heard the song yet, we'll play a little snippet for you right now. You guys let us know what you think about Christina's comeback. I because I was, honestly, I saw her on Carpool Karaoke. I, I told yeah. Kaylee this mm -hmm. earlier. I saw her on Carpool Karaoke. And I said, oh, she's just bored. She wanted something to do. I didn't think she was, like, coming out with music. <laughs> and then I look at today, I look on Twitter, and it says, Christina's new album, pre-order, track <laughs> I said, what? When did all of this happen? Did I miss something? But, yeah, this is Accelerate by Christina Aguilera with Ty Dolla Sign and 2 Chains. I'll be with my ladies. You can find me there. Try to We gonna start a Alright. So. Next. Underrated artist and underappreciated artist. So I was just thinking that we, you know, we go back and forth, go artist by artist, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then, you know, we talk about them mm -hmm. and why we think they're underrated and maybe, like, talk about some of their music. And then if it's your artist, you'll kind of just, like, this is the song you need to hear by them, and then we'll do that. Alright? Okay. So. You want to go first? Want me to go first? Sure, I can go first. Alright. Okay, so my first... And I, highly, I highly doubt we have the same people. I highly doubt it. Um, so my first person or group is Years and Years. Um, True. A song you might know is King. I love Kings. I, Lou, Pokerface, and King are the three songs that I can oh, listen Lou, to. Oh, are the three songs I can listen to on repeat. If you put me in a room and said, I'm going to torture you by playing King by ears and ears forever. Oh. Sure. Do it, you know. Those are the three songs that I can listen to forever and ever and ever and mm -hmm. not be tired of. Um, songs that I love from them that I feel like not a lot of people know. Because um, I have, I listen to their Pandora station, so a yeah. lot of their songs come on. And there's Take Shelter. Take Shelter. Take pressure. Um, there's Eyes Shut, which is a beautiful song. Desire, which was re-released. This album came out in 2014, but Desire was re-released with Toblo in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, Memo, which is also a really beautiful song. And then there's Shine. 
And then they also did a song on the Brit, the new or the most recent Bridget Jones's diary mm-hmm. thing, Meteorite, which was good. Yeah, they actually just their album actually just came out not mm-hmm. too long ago. Well, all the good songs that Paolo I'm. Paolo Santo are from their first. Are from album. their first, yes. Um. So why do I love them? Their songs are just. Yeah, I was gonna ask that because I personally I've only heard King. Heard heard kings no i think you would really like their album oh but they wrote with julia michaels on it shane shane it's (laughs) worth it i promise you um because oh yeah they're a synth pop band i do love my synth pop now two especially from the uk well i wrote so their songs are super catchy. They're from Britain, so I contractually must love them. Some of their Wait, contractually? Contractually, yes. <laughs> Some of their lyrics are so good and the way that they perform those lyrics really capture the song's meaning. Mm-hmm. Like memo is a memo. It's like I forget if that one's the one that's like there's a scratch on your shoulder. Um and it's like a like a love letter to this person that just doesn't want you or mm-hmm. you know or or that you find out doesn't want you it's it's a beautiful i think that's the song i could be wrong um and so i mean they you don't hear about them you listen you to king on the radio in 2015 14 for like a, two months yeah I, I, and then they went away well you, i was in new york at that time and we played it well the, i first heard it actually honestly how i first heard that song was nick jonas did a cover of it oh really on some tv show that he was on and i really liked his cover i mean this is a good song mm-hmm. and then i heard the actual like their version mm-hmm. of their the original when i it, was, it came on the express our express station or whatever that we had it used to come in a lot and I'm like, yeah. And so by that point, I knew it because I was obsessed with the Nick Jonas cover. So I knew, like, all the words and everything. And, yeah, it's, it's a really good song. I don't know. Actually, I actually don't know why I've never looked further into the music. Their songs are really... I think you would really like them. I um, probably would. If I liked the single. Yeah. I thought... I didn't even think I would like... I didn't even think that I was ever going to like them as much as I did. Mm-hmm. But that first album is amazing. Um, so the song that I picked was King because it's my favorite. So this is King by my first unrated artist, Years and Years. Okay, so my first artist, who I feel is underrated, and maybe even a little underappreciated too, is Troy Sivan. And I know I've talked about him a little bit before. So, Troy first, oh, by the way, too, none of my artists are American. I don't think any of mine are either. Oh, really? I could be totally wrong. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. <laughs> Two of them I definitely not. Yeah. Years and years is British. Yeah. So he first caught my attention with his single from his T R X Y E E P, Happy Little Pill. Huh? And I think I'd seen some you because I don't even know how I even knew about that song, but I think I had seen some of his YouTube videos 
when he was a YouTuber. And Happy Little Pill, it actually peaked at number 92 on the Hot 100. And I like that it was, for someone his age at the time, it was very mature and very, like, dark. And because it, it talked about, he wrote it for one of his friends, or about one of his friends that was going through, like, a really hard time. And it's about uh, the different ways that people deal with, like, loneliness mm-hmm. and depression and whatnot. And, I, and I, I remember watching the video, which is very, like, cool and it's, like, colorful and stuff. And I said, you're, like, 12. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you know about, like, happy Life. little pillows and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, he was not 12. But, you know, he just has a very, like, baby face and whatnot. So I really liked that song a lot, enough to check out the EP. And there was a song on it called Touch. And it's the second song. And I really liked that one. Actually, back in my, not that I'm still not in this time period, but when I used to practice more, like, with my hula hoops for hoop dancing and and stuff, I used to always want to do like a routine or dance to this song because it has this really cool like I call it a baby EDM drop that I like it's like reach out and touch do, 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 do. all right that's not how it sounds but check out the song if you want to know how it sounds and I like that and I think that the EP and also too he has a song on that EP called fun where he was like also talking about kind of how I take it from it, it's kind of like how a relationship would go if you were like in a war that was happening like in the Middle East, because that's literally what he talks about, like the war in the Middle East that was happening, you know, at the time. And I'm like, you're 12. What, how are you talking about these like mature topics? So that's really what got my interest um, into him from that. And so I was following his career from then, and he then the wild ep came out and wild which i think is still one of my favorite and one of the best pop songs oh wild have, oh yes, i love wild come out not the one with alessia car on it i like both the original i like both mm. i do like what she did with the remix but i do agree the, the the original has a place in my heart i understand why i understand why it's like her voices song like her voice did really good on the song like yeah. i get it but that song by itself is beautiful yeah no no it's it's gorgeous it's really good like it's so good it's definitely one of my if I ever in my life came up with like a top ten <laughs> list of my favorite pop songs, that would definitely be in the top ten. And so that song came out, and I really liked it a lot because, especially because of the um, the the I don't know what to call it, but like the little child voice. Da, 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 yeah, I love songs like that. There's a group called Chitty Bang who are also underappreciated, who do kind of a, a few songs like that, or at least they did back in the day. Not back in the day, like a few years ago. But I love, I just love that because to me that's very nostalgic mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then that Wild EP came out and I really liked that. And I was just watching a whole bunch of, I was keeping up with him at that point. Like I was watching all the new videos that were coming out, interviews and stuff. And then his album came out, Blue Neighborhood. And I said this album really highlights young suburban life. But from an LGBT perspective, because, you know, he's openly um, gay, and it deals with, like, heartbreak, and it's, like, also very, like, life-affirming, and I said the album means a lot to me because I feel 
like the the teenage me mm-hmm. really relates to that album because there's a lot of you know talk about young love and about like wanting to get out of the place that you're in to like something better and that's how I felt you know before I went to New York and did all that jazz mm-hmm. and it's the album's really like a mood because it's very cohesive he definitely has a sound at least the album has a very nice sound too which I think for a debut album a lot of people you know they just do a bunch of random songs and different sounds to see what works but he kind of knew what he wanted it was very cohesive and two i don't know if you've seen this but mm-hmm. he, with the album he put out that blue neighborhood trilogy i did see with that the three videos mm-hmm. and i said i said the blue neighborhood trilogy is showing an artistic and cohesive well thought out story dealing with the struggles of coming out and those feelings of people potentially not accepting you and then also like some aspects of suicide prevention it was a three-part series that he had put out and he put it out like weeks at a time and so i I was like wait where's the next part Mm -hmm. i want to know what happens to the story because it was so like and like again for someone his age at the time i said this like is a really well thought out story and like the people aren't artists aren't doing stuff like this they'll just make their little music video that has nothing to do with the song mm-hmm. and you know call it a day but he, he's actually trying to you know be like artistic and whatnot so so then i listened to the album and then um the second single youth which i think is fantastic or just like a pop jam that actually peaked at number 23 and i did hear it on the radio a couple times but y'all slept on that song because mm-hmm. it could have been bigger and it could have lasted longer on the charts. But that's okay. And so now his new album is coming out. I don't know when it's coming out, but he the lead single from it, My My My, is so good. It's just, it is, and I think, because it came out like in January, but I, I think to me it sounds more like a spring and summer jam. So I'm hoping that they kind of put the pedal on that song like in the next mm-hmm. month or two because I think that song could do easily like a top 20 uh, top 20 hit and I think he's doing really cool things with pop music I think he's doing really cool things with pop music and I think it's and, 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 and I, I don't want to say and I hope this is not true but it might be like the mainstream is so even though we're in 2018 the mainstream is so difficult and hard of accepting mm-hmm. like people of like the LGBT community and I don't and I don't understand why because like those like they're making great music like solid pop music and we're just sleeping on it because for whatever reason and I don't really understand and so I'm hoping that this album will kind of get that like attention because he writes he is involved with the whole process and i think he is very talented and he has a lot of new things to come what do you think about troy kaylee troy i think he's adorable i think what he writes about is so much bigger than himself it is. but he does it in a way that's like respectful ish mm-hmm. you know and i was just looking him up and he's just so cute he's a baby but um all I know, I have, I've heard a, like a few snippets of m- recent songs, mm-hmm. but the only song that I really, really like is Wild. Well, uh, 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 yeah. He also too has a, he's done collaborations with Zed and Martin Garrix, 
and his Martin Garrix single "There for You" that was slept on because mm-hmm. that should have been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that should have been like doing what Scared of Lonely was doing and you know some Scared of his other lonely. songs. But you know what? That's fine too because one day y'all will realize. But yeah, so my song that I am going to do for Troy because I feel like I. <laughs> there's so many options. It's not that there's so many options that I know I've, I, I know I've already played Wild. Oh, really? I believe so. Oh, let us know in the comments. But also too, he did a song called Heaven, with he actually done a few songs with Jack Antonoff. So oh. <laughs> he's got the gift. He's been <laughs> blessed. <laughs> but yeah, but. I, I, I might have not, but I'm going to play it anyways because this is the song that I think can get people in Detroit, and it's the first song on the album, so once you listen to that song, obviously you can just go into the rest of them, right? So, this is Wild by Troy Sivan, the original. The original. Too long to the weekend, too long till I drown in your hands, too long since I've been a fool, oh yeah. Okay, so my second artist um, is Hosier. Hosier? Oh! Um, He's Irish, so none of mine are American either. Which is funny because if you really look at the numbers, all these people are probably super huge in Europe. But not yeah, over here. They're always, they're, yeah, they're. But they're underrated they're over here yeah, because this, they're so good, and so nobody good. cares. Um, okay, so my second one is Hosier. The song that you might know from him is "Take Me to Church." I just heard that song the other day. Was mm-hmm. it at the store? It was somewhere. I was like, "Take me to church." So some other songs that you might not know are "Work Song," um, "Arsonist Lullaby." Which is super good. And then someone new. Na, 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 someone new. Da, da, na, na. You, you, if you heard it, you knew it. Um, I know nothing of Hosier. Really? Well, good Not really. we're doing this podcast. Right? Um, <laughs> um, work song, Arsonist Lullaby, and Someone New are songs that not a lot of people know about. If I guess from what I've seen. Um, why I love him, his voice, duh. And the and he's Irish. So he has like that slick, fluid, like song. When is he releasing a new album? I don't know. He's been on this Hosey album for a good while. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, you're right. Number one in Australia, or not in Australia, well, in Ireland. Yep. His voice and the way he sings the songs pull you in. His mm-hmm. melodies kill. His lyrics are awesome, um, especially in the song that I picked to share, which is Arsonist Lullaby. Because it's like, it's called that because he talks a lot about fire. There's a lot of fire melody, or fire metaphors in it. And it's about like, you have voices in your head, but you, you know, you gotta deal with it. Um, so the song that I picked for Hosier. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. I'm just, what, so what, what do you think is the, um, why do you think he is slept on? I meant to ask that before. Um, because he was a one-hit wonder. Because he didn't really push any other 
songs in people's faces. I don't know how Take Me to Church even got... So big? Noticed, yeah. Was it featured in something? Was it... Uh, let me see. It was nominated for Song of the Year at the Grammys that year. Um, do you think it had anything to do with the fact that he was dissing the Catholic Church and talking about homosexuality? And people were like, hmm, we don't do that here. Hmm? This is mainstream America. Um, yeah, I don't know. Back, uh, commercial. Alongside, it, had a, it said it has a viral music video. Yeah. Which attracted a representative from major labels, and he was in a bidding war. And the song became a hit because of the shift in pop radio, mm-hmm. because of Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really say why. But yeah, I think too, I think, like, does he even have any other singles from this album? Oh, no, he did. Oh, wow. Oh, oh goodness. He had a lot of singles from this album. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean. I don't know why. I, what do what do the songs kind of sound like? Do they sound it's, like something that could be on the radio? And no. I'm not saying they have to be like. Someone new might have but. might have been on the radio because mm-hmm. it's very like you can hear it in a Panera. Um, <laughs> but you can hear it at Panera. Work song and Arsonist Lullaby were not radio hits. Mm-hmm. They were very like especially Lullaby. It was very slow. Yeah. Boom, boom, like. There was a beat. So it wasn't really like, uh, I'm going to listen to it on the radio. You know, yeah. this was in your car in the rain, sad. I remember. And I, and too, and because some artists have different agendas. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching some interview that he did. He talked about how he's always constantly touring. And maybe he just much more prefers to be like a live act. And that's why. He definitely sounds like he would be better live yeah. in a dive bar or something. Mm-hmm. He's not like a concert person. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I think that might be why it's taking like a while for like a new project to come out. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I'm touring. People <laughs> like my fans <laughs> like my music. They want to see me live. And two, touring makes artists usually mostly make artists more money than mm-hmm. making an album so yeah but i do i hope i hope because i do like i like take me to church a lot yeah if you like take me to church you, you'll like the other songs um i just like i don't want i just hope he like doesn't just become like a one hit a one hit wonder yeah Probably will happen because he's not like a. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's to have like another song as massive as that was. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of hope he's not like. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> I did my thing. Packing it up. <laughs> like, gonna go work at the bank now. <laughs> um. Okay. Can I say my song yeah. now? Okay. So the song that I picked, um, it's because the way he sings it is so haunting. You can't help but listen to it. Um. It's Arsonist Lullaby by Who's Ye. a child, I heard voices, some would sing and some would scream, you soon find you have few choices. 
Hosier? I don't know. I think it's Hosier. I think it's Hosier. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> my next artist is someone I talk about a lot, Ugh. and I talk about quite a bit, and I'm always talking about how they're slept on, because they are, and I will continue to fight about them being slept on until you stop sleeping on them. My next artist is Carly Rae Jepsen. So. Which is right. He's right to say that. I, I am very right He's to say very that. right to say that. So, a little bit about Miss Carly Rae. She was on, like, Canadian Idol or something. Because she's Canadian. And then, I don't remember if she won the show. I don't think she did. At first, at first, at first, for some reason, I didn't feel like she got fourth place. On Idol? Canadian Idol? Yes. I don't know. I feel like that's what I remember. And so she had a debut album come out back in 2008 called Tug of War, and oh, nobody knows Tug of War. Nobody knows what that album is. And then she put out a little ditty called Call Me Maybe, and Justin Bieber and third. Scooter Braun, huh? Third. She placed third. Okay, third, okay. Well, good for her. See, better than I thought. She was in the finale. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was in the finale. So... Yeah, so she put on Call Me Maybe and Scooter Braun and Justin Bieber heard that song and she got signed to Scooter's label and then that song blew up and it was massive. It was one of those, and I know this is why she slept on. I don't want to admit it though because the music is so good. Call Me Maybe is an instance where the song became bigger than the artist. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so unfortunate when that happens because... People are no longer listening to Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. They're now listening to Call Me Maybe. They don't even know who's singing it. They're just like, hey, I just met you. Or they're really annoyed that they have to keep hearing, yeah. hey, I just met you. But, and also why it works so well, Call Me Maybe is a great written song. And I had to, and I'm so proud of myself for this. I, because I used to buy off of iTunes songs like nobody's business. I used to waste my mom's money just getting <laughs> songs like it was like I had nothing else to do. <laughs> but I was proud of myself because I never bought Call Me Maybe. And I was like very proud of that because I'm like, I didn't buy like the biggest pop song like ever. And, but the chorus is so well written and it's just instantly stuck in your head and instantly just, like I know my, like just last year when I was doing a talent show at my job, these people wanted to sing Call Me Maybe, and everyone's like, oh, play Call Me Maybe. Play Call Me Maybe. I'm like, y'all, were, were you even alive? <laughs> Do you like, know? <laughs> like, were you even alive? Were, you even, were your ears even capable of processing music when the song came out? So it does show that it does still, like, resonate with younger people and younger kids, which is great. And then also, too, from her first album, she had a good time with Owl City. Mm-mm-mm. And I liked that song yeah, it's always a good time. Yeah, that song was good. Shout out to Owl City. I don't know. His... He was slept on. He's in my number three. Yeah. Oh, really? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine? American. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, yeah, so Good Time uh, came out. That was kind of the follow-up, and that did pretty well, too. But her, al- her first album, Kiss, which is not, like, the best, but she also has a song on that album, This Kiss... Not the title track, but this kiss. This kiss is so good. I feel like I've heard that. Uh, this kiss is something <gasps> yes, that can't yes. resist. Your lips are undeniable. Yep. Yeah, got it. 
so good. And what that, and also too, she has a song on the album called Sweetie, and that was actually my boy, uh, Jack Antonoff's first ever producer credit. So he believed in her, or he believed, they believed in each other, but yeah, she, believed in, she believed in him from the beginning, so shout out to Carly Rae. But, and then too, off that album, she had a song called Tonight I'm Getting Over You, and that had a remix with Nicki on it, mm-hmm. and I remember liking that a lot, but that song didn't really blow up. She didn't really have songs that blew up after a good time, and I really only feel like good time blew up because people were kind of still, oh, Owl City, and you know, and also too, it was the next song after mm-hmm. Call Me Baby, so people were like, oh, what is she doing now, you know? So then that happens, and her album comes out. She does the whole thing with Justin Bieber, and that's going great, and yada, 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 yada. So then her second album comes out, and this was the mistake I feel like they made. I Really Like You was the first single. I really, 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 really. <laughs> and I like I Really Like You. I, didn't, I don't think I liked it at first, but it, it grew on me. You didn't like Really Like You? What got me was the music video. With Tom Hanks yes. in it? My boy? Because I was like, oh, Tom Hanks is in the video. And the video kept going. I said, oh, wait, Tom Hanks is the video. Mm, <laughs> Which that shout man. out to Tom Hanks That for man doing can do that. anything. Yeah, he it, really anything does. he touches. I love that man. If you're listening, Tom Hanks, because you like to listen to weird podcasts in the middle of the night while you're doing your movie, <laughs> please hit me up because I have a story to tell you. In the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom Hanks listens to us, guys, so you have no excuse. OMG, to. I would die. Right. I would faint. You I'd probably would. poop a little, oh, honestly. She probably would. <laughs> I put Call Me Maybe in the trio of 2012. That's Call Me Maybe, mm-hmm. I Want You Back by Cher Lloyd, um, and then that one Rita Ora song that came out. Something about a party. Oh, how you how we do. This is, this is how we do. Yes. I want to party in both. In yeah, I think that's... Because when the sun sets, baby, on the, the avenue. avenue. Yes, that okay. one. Those I three songs song. came out the same exact time. She slept on, too. She's also slept and on, she's and so she's talented. also British. Yes, she can sing. She can. She really can. And she's beautiful, too. I think mm-hmm. she's gorgeous. Anyways, those three songs came out at the same time, and I just put them all together because they sound the same. <laughs> one song <laughs> used to come on after the other, and then, uh, uh, oh, uh, 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 and then... Wait, um, what's that? Uh, 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 I'm glad you came. The Wanted. Ooh. That song, and then the One Direction song that came out. What makes it beautiful? The, all those songs came out at the same time, one after the <laughs> other. Did. Sure did. So anyway, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then, Carly puts out her second album, Emotion, and I, I feel like I've talked about this album so much. It's so good. It's just a, a huge blast of... And even, too, she was doing this from the first album. Just this throwback 80s-inspired, just synth, life-affirming pop music. Like, just songs that you can just run out into the street to and just feel so good about life. And there are no worries and cares. But the album was also so cohesive and had, like, great songwriting and ballads and just... Oh, just really this quality pop music, but everyone was too busy listening to trap music and Taylor Swift. 
And what sucks too is that like, so Taylor Swift and Katy Perry, you know, obviously those are huge names. Carly Rae's making the same things they are. Well, not Taylor anymore, but the same things they are. But I feel like with more quality mm -hmm. and more, and yes, Swifties can come at me, more musical depth. Mm-hmm. She, got, she was on Broadway. She, she was. She was in Cinderella. Was in Cinderella. And I actually had some customers when I was at Express, when I was in New York, who told me that the show was amazing and she was really good. Mm-hmm. So. I heard that Kiki Palmer sucked, though. She, she did Cinderella too, and I heard that she was really Yeah, Kiki doesn't have. That kind of voice. Yeah. So I don't even know why. Yeah, no, she was in it. Not for that show. Uh, yeah, well, well, I heard Carly Rae was amazing. Me so too. That, I mean, that's. I thought that Carly Rae was amazing. So, yeah, and this, uh, like, you know, you just have, like, especially in Run Away with Me, like I played before, you have, like, that just, like, nice sax. You can knock her on with a sax. Especially <laughs> yes. when it's. Like eighties, like ooh, one of my friends actually just suggested a band to me, and they they I think they have like they're kind of an eighties revival ish sounding band, and they what I've I've only heard two songs so far, but there's a sax in both of them. One of them like that's the hook. That's like they have a whole sax. So I'm like sax mm, solo. I'm like this mm, is great, mm. and it goes on for like minutes too. I'm like woo, <laughs> this is so good. I wasn't even alive then, but it's so good. Yeah, and then. And then two, she had, oh, that makes sense. The song cut to the feeling from that movie Leap or something. Yeah, she was in Leap. Yeah, which I actually just read was supposed to be for emotion, which makes sense because it sounds just like those songs. (laughs) Again, another life-affirming, feel-good pop song. I told my friend that's getting married next month, this, I said, she asked for suggestions for songs to play at the reception. I said, play Cut to the Feeling, Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm telling you, do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Carly Rae, her new album is supposed to be coming out sometime this year. Apparently. Boy, you said they're not all American. She is Canadian. That is close enough. But it's not American. Good it's lord. It's North American. Okay. You just it, realized she was uh, Canadian. I well, said she was on Canadian Idol. Well, you said... No, I knew she was Canadian, but oh. you said that they weren't all American. They're so not. Have, well, no, I get it. No, that's fine. I just what, they like, have to be European? It's 2018. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just realized that she's Canadian and not something else. Yeah. But, no, that's true. Like, Justin Bieber is an American. He's Canadian. Exactly. He can't run for president. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Carly Rae just it's just making quality pop music that Good needs to be on the radio more than some of the other things that we are just allowing to display. What I also looked at when I was looking at the Billboard mm-hmm. chart, do you know how many rappers are on the chart right now? Yes. Trap music is what's popular right now. But you don't hear any... You hear the same five pop songs on the radio because literally the whole list is Spotify artists. Because streaming ruins things. Seriously. It doesn't ruin things. I understand streaming gives smaller artists opportunities to succeed. Yes. But don't take away from our top 40 pop radio goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. Stay on your streams. Okay. <laughs> I mean, expand and whatever. But yeah. And two, she's also done, she also did, she's also featured, sorry, on the Bleachers, Hate That, Hate That, 
Sometimes I hate that you know me. Hate that you know me. I could not remember the title for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, so she's really talented. And the song I'm one that you have to listen to is actually not going to be from Emotion because I feel like I've played so many of those songs already. <laughs> it's actually going to be This Kiss because I was listening to that song even just right when I was pulling up to do this podcast <laughs> and I was been humming it this whole time because it's just, it'll make you feel good, it'll make you dance, and for the three minutes or however long the song is, you will just feel like strong cloud nine and having a good time. So this is, have a good time. <laughs> this is This Kiss by Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, okay, so my last artist, you're gonna go, what do you mean underrated? What do you mean? Oh, my I've, next artist, you might say that too. I've heard, like, you know, my last artist is Ellie Golding. Why, you might ask. Yeah. I'm actually curious. Okay. I'm actually curious. Yeah, why? So, songs that you might know are Lights, On My Mind. Lights is so good. On My all my mind has been coming on, I think, every single day when I'm in the car, and oh. I just love, it's a little crazy how the whole thing started. Yep. That song is so good. And then Love Me Like You Do. That song should, I wonder what song that, that P did. That song should have been bigger. And Burn. And Burn, yeah. Burn is so good. I, when Burn came out, I listened to that as if I needed to breathe air. Like, literally. I loved no, I that you. song. Yeah, no, that was, that song came on... At Express a lot too. And whenever that song came on, I was like, well, I'm not working for the next three minutes. So, gotta, gotta burn, 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 burn. So, the reason I think she's underrated is because she literally. Ooh, anything could happen. Yes. Sorry. Is because. Bops, yes, she has bops, but they're only bops that the American public wanted to have the bops. Oh. Like, if you listen to all of the bops that became hits, they all are kind of in the same bubble. And I think that they were like, hmm, she has a really cool voice. Let's just do some stuff with her and, you know, get out of the way. Mm -hmm. But I started listening to her Pandora station a few years ago. And almost all of the songs... Sorry, I just realized her songs with Calvin Harris are so good, too. Yes. So... Outside. Ooh. I love that song. Which was underrated because yes. that never played. Yes. It but it was a great song. Mm -hmm. um, her whole Halcyon Days album or Halcyon album was prime. Was amazing. But you didn't hear almost any of those songs. Um, Halcyon Days. I think Halcyon Days was the... On my mind, paid that thirteen. That's pretty good. I think Halcyon Days was a deluxe edition or a re-release. Yeah. Halcyon was the yeah, album. Yeah. Yeah, that one had anything can burn. Any wow. Anything can burn. <laughs> I just combined the two songs. <laughs> anything can happen mm -hmm. and burn. Oh my goodness. So, songs that I love from her that no one knows. My Blood, which is so heart-wrenching. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
my blood create like it's so good explosions also good i need your love i love a song i need your love i need your time everything i love that song too but where did that go it was here and then it left why yeah you know what she yeah she has like so many good songs. Her Ex- singles do pretty good, but like you don't really hear much talk about like her albums or like, other. Listen like, to this list: tracks. My Blood, Explosions, Figure Eight, which is such a good like EDM inspired song. Mm-hmm. Um, Goodness Gracious, that's a song some people might know. Goodness Gracious. Oh yeah, I've, I've said that before. before yeah. Hanging on, which is the. It starts off really slow. I think that was on a Hunger Games soundtrack. I think. Um, no, well, and it also was a song on a trailer for God of War Ascension, the video game. Mm-hmm. They played that on a trailer for it. And then Tessellate, which is a cover of an Alt-J song. I think it's Alt-J. Tessellate. I've been doing sober up a lot. That's really good. Um, those songs that I listed, you literally never hear, but they're so good. Why are they so good, but no one like knows about them? But Pandora. Why does Pandora get all the good songs? Because <laughs> Pandora knows what's up. Um, I'm trying to see what's on her. So. Oh, I do, I know her also too from the her last album that I do hear I've heard that song a few times. Um, Which song? Something in the way you move. Oh something yeah. In the way you, you know what? You don't want to know why because you know what? Want to know why I'm thinking? I'm like Ellie Goulding's not like that slept on because she. I think at this time, along with Haim, they were the Express Queens, and we played mm-hmm. their entire album. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've heard Ellie Golden for like years. What you talking about? I was like, oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking back, I'm like looking. I'm like, oh wait, it's oh, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, her and Lord have such a good music. Because I listen to Lord on the Pandora too. Yeah. Have such good uh, music. Lord's melodrama. And no one on. knows about it because no one's li- been able to because listen. People because people like have basic. Music taste. They, and they go just, they just top forty. Like, that's it. Yeah, they just accept for like the most basic things. So there are some people out here that are making good quality like music, good especially good like pop music. But y'all are just okay with whatever Selena Gomez is about to throw us out next week. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna make oh my gosh, Queen. Oh, so good. Ah, oh, she's the best ever. She still can't sing. No. <laughs> she really can't. Like, like, somebody help me out here. Um, yeah, so I said why I love her. The way she sings, her voice is mesmerizing, and the beats and melodies she produces match her voice really well. Yeah. When it's not, like, I, when it's not candy-coated, yeah. like all the pop-pops. I used to hate her voice when... But she doesn't sound like that in real life. It, she's one of those people that... Sings like this, but then talks like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Style. Yeah, when I remember she performed Lights at, I think it was New Year's Eve, their New Year's Rockin' Eve thing, and mm. I, I joked about that the rest of that, for at least the next few months after that, I'm like, she sounded <laughs> so bad, but she cannot sing. But then after that, like after, you know, Lights blew up and everything, 
just like consistently putting out like really quality, good yeah. songs. She also did a song with Skrillex that was really good. I forget what it's called, but it's it's very, very good. Um, Love Me Like You Do is probably... Well, that song did really well because of the movie. Exactly, yeah. I'm trying to think of songs that I feel actually... Because it's so... When you, cause it's true when you think about it because I'm like wait I heard Burn every day of my life but it's because burn, we played it but did Burn really do that good exactly like, you know, that's a real question. I'm like I, mean, I hear you song all the time it's like other people hear exactly I'm trying to see where where Burn peaked because if Burn was not top 10 I'm going to feel some type of way like I'm really going to feel some type of way wow I haven't heard I Need Your Love since my freshman I know, I year of college about, I forgot about that song I love Calvin. I do too. Have you seen the video for One Kiss? I've seen. I've been hearing it on the radio, but mm-hmm. I've I I've seen like a clip. I haven't seen it. It's pretty. It's video. pretty cool. I think she looks fantastic. One kiss. That's all I Oh my God! Is thirteen her lucky number? Burn picked at thirteen. Aww. That should have been a top ten easy. What the heck? Easy. I love that song. I am annoyed too. Where did lights peak? <laughs> so I first heard lights. Okay, so people who know about old internet, there's. Oh, this I do. I do remember lights being huge. So I didn't it know peaked, it peaked at number two. Really? Yeah. So I remember that being huge. I remember hearing lights for the first time on. I was on Stumble Upon. Oh wait, 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 hold on. Oh sorry. Lights peaked at number two after 33 weeks on the chart. That's slow burn. <laughs> oh, gosh, Ellie. Becoming one of the few songs to have spent more than a year on the Hot 100. Wow. The light, but that, the, have you, you, I'm sure you've heard of the, what's the, one of the, one of the remixes. Bass the one, Nectar. Yes. That's the, that's the one that everyone knows. I heard that version. I did a, I put that song in a video that I did in college. I was on Stumble Upon, and I stumbled upon this, it's like a, you move your mouse and the little, an orb, but the the song started playing when you move the light around, so that's where I first heard the song, and I was like, I really like this song, I'm going to be the first person to ever hear this song, and then, and then, it became huge, and then when I started hearing it, I was like, that's that song, um, Oh yeah, people would tell her, like, oh, this is like the first dance song that has no dancing in the video. Something she like, did no, dance. No dancers or something like that. She had a tambourine and I don't know. All right. I don't know what people are talking about. Be crazy. Well, I think Ellie Goldie is underrated. I think a lot of her songs are so slept on, even though a lot of her songs went, you know, it they went really well for her mm-hmm. and whatnot. I think a lot of her songs are. But the songs do. But see, it's, the songs do well. But she, as an artist, is slept on. Correct. No one's, no one's talking about it. Correct. Anything. Exactly. They might play her song, but no one's talking about her. Exactly. Which is sad. So the song that I picked is Figure Eight, um, because it's got a fantastic beat. It really, like, every time I hear the song, I get really into it. I believe that I'm there in the song. <laughs> um, so this is Figure Eight by Ellie Goulding. In the back of a car with you, I stare into the
So my last artist is my last artist that I feel is underrated, and it's just only be, they've only become underrated and underappreciated actually too in America at least for the longest for just the last maybe oh, six months. Oh, I know or who something. it is. Who do you think it is? Little Mix. Hey, how'd you know? Because they're not American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Little Mix is actually my last artist. And fun fact about Little Mix, which I didn't know until today, they co-wrote Pretty Girls by the Britney Spears and Iggy Azalea collaboration. All around the world, the song by... Oh, good thing. I'm so glad you <laughs> just sang that, because I could not for the life of me remember how it went. The song bombed. Yes, yeah. Iggy Zoe was, was an so, alien. It was amazing. It was so hyped up <laughs> and did like nothing. But then the song she did with Tinashe like was amazing and beautiful and great. Slumber Party, right? Yes. I love Slumber Party. Like a slumber party. But yeah, so. So yeah, so I kind of just a little bit about Little Mix, and it's really their last two albums where they've kind of been trying to make that crossover into America, where I really feel like they've been slept on, because their their album Get Weird it actually debuted and peaked at number thirteen in the U.S. and then it dropped out of the charts because slept on mm-hmm. after two weeks, and and they're also two they were also they've also were slept on by their label because they had four songs released from that album. Sorry, they had four singles released from that album and they've been writing since their first album but none of the singles were songs that they wrote mm-hmm. or had writing credit on, which I've noticed, well, I noticed that was a trend too with Fifth Harmony's last album, they had finally been able to get the opportunity to write some of their songs, or co-write some of their songs, but the singles that were chosen weren't the ones that they wrote. Hmm. And it's like, I don't, you don't believe that these girls can write their own songs and Hmm. then be successful, but that's neither here nor there. And and then two, they have a really nice work, uh, work ethic because they actually had an entire album written and they scrapped that album because they knew they could make better music. And with the better music came Black Magic, mm-hmm. which only peaked at number 67, which is sad because it's a very nice 80s pop-influenced um, like girl group song. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I remember at the time saying, to me it sounds very UK pop. And I even remember having a conversation with Kyrie about that because she had randomly brought it up. She said, you know what song should have been bigger? And she said, Black Magic by Little Mix. And I said, see, to me that song just sounded very, like, UK. Mm-hmm. But it's not that it sounded UK. It just, they just put it out before we had that 80s revival trend where everyone was doing mm-hmm. 80s influenced stuff. And I was like, geez, they were just the head of the game. But, and I said that, so I said, and that song really should have had crossed them over because that's when they were really pushing it. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a song on that album, which I, I love this song a lot. I've been liking it a lot more in the last couple of days as I've been, you know, listening to a little bit of Little Mix. And the song is called Secret Love Song, and it's a ballad. And I said, to my knowledge, girl groups don't really release ballads as singles. Mm-hmm. 
from what I know. So I thought that was cool that they kind of like took that risk and their vocals on that song, look, they can really sing. Like they can really sing. Mm-hmm. Like harmonies, range, emotion, depth. They got the whole thing. And you know, this song is um, about like forbidden love because they talked about, you know, why can't I hold you in the streets? Why can't I kiss you on the dance floor? And all this stuff. And uh, a lot of people adopted that mm-hmm. as an LGBT anthem because it's, it's true. I mean, not more so today than it was, you know, a few years ago where it was, like, you just couldn't do that. Like, that wasn't accepted if you were, like, in a same-sex relationship. Like, you would just get stares and comments mm-hmm. and all these type of things. So I thought that was cool that for a girl group to kind of put out a song like that. And then we get to their current album, Glory Days. And that was their first album that even... So they're, they're obviously very popular over in the UK. But this was actually their first album that debuted at number one over there. And even the UK was sleeping on them. Were they, were they an X Factor? Yeah, they yes, were Yes, they were. They were actually... They were on X Factor the same... Year Fifth Harmony was an X Factor, just in the different. That movies. makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? <laughs> and and um, this album Glory Days, I I I can't wait. I don't know where I'm gonna get. It. I might have to order it online because I, mean, oh. I don't think America sells their albums. Really? So <laughs> I don't know. I have yet to see, and I might have to go to FYE to see. But um, this album has hits. For days. For days. Hits for days. The singles are jams. The non-singles are jams. They're just so good. Well-written. Vocals. Produced. Like, cohesive sound. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just great. And it's that they really slept on here in the U.S. Because I have yet to hear a Little Mix song ever. Yeah. On the radio. I'm just looking at their things now. It's like, what? I heard of it, but not really. So, I mean, I'm sorry. And I get confused. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, wait a minute. These are massive pop songs. Why is no one, not even one play. Just one play. Mm-hmm. Come on, let me hear it one time. Honestly, really. Yeah. And I said, Little Mix, they have the songs, the vocals. They can dance while they sing, which is something another girl group could not do that well. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them. And they also have production value. Like they have dancers, they have sets on their tours, like they're putting on a pop show. Now, what I really feel, why I also think, why I really think why they're underrated is because obviously they came from the X Factor, but they were also signed to Simon Cowell's label, Mm -hmm. which is the same label that Fifth Harmony was signed to. Mm -hmm. And I feel that the reason that they couldn't really push a little mix to a U.S. audience was because they they would be competing with Fifth Harmony. Mm -hmm. Which I don't really understand because they paid Fifth Harmony dust, so they (laughs) they could have just given little mix the shine. And I I don't even think... and I think the competition, though, would have been good because I think it would have pushed Fifth Harmony to be better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, it's a win-win for you. Like, you're on, like, they're both, you're artists of making money from both of them. Mm-hmm. But now that I, that, you know, Fifth Harmony's done, I think, I really hope that, 
Poor thing. Whatever. <laughs> um, the, the sooner you accept it, the easier it becomes. Yes, that's right. But um, now that they're that it's over, I feel hope that their next album, uh, Little Mix's next album, is kind of they can kind of push them into um, the U.S. And I actually just looked up their ages for the first time because to me they've always sound like you know, not not trying to compare, but just for like a reference point, mm-hmm. like. Fifth Harmony has always sounded young. Like yes. They sound youthful. Yes. Like, you know, like they sound their age. Little Mix, to me, has always sounded older. And I don't know if that's just because of, like, the accent thing or whatever. It's the water. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but when I'm like, oh, like, uh, like the oldest, the oldest two people are 26, and then one's 24, mm-hmm. and one's 25. I'm like, oh, they're young, too. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I thought they were, like, 28. Yeah. Like, going now, like, not from, like, a few years ago. I was like, oh, look at that. And then they can, like, easily get them over here and get them an audience. Especially, too, now, now people are going to be like, oh, we need another girl group. We're missing them. Um, so, yeah. What, do you, um, you have any, like, opinion on a little bit? I have heard, I, I Shout out to got... So when they first started coming out, like I I got confused with Little Mix and Fifth Harmony all the time. I knew one was British, and I really honestly thought both of them were British. Um, and I knew that Fifth Harmony was an X Factor group, and I knew that Little Mix was also. But I remember liking Little Mix's look better. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say Little Mix says they are. They are a Fashion. unit. Yeah, yeah, they are a unit. They have a like a brand, a style, and they are like together, mm-hmm. unified. Absolutely, <laughs> and I remember liking them a lot more. But then Fifth Harmony got shoved down our throats, so I kind of stopped mm-hmm. listening to a little bit. But I think they're good. Yeah, I also think they're underrated. Like you said, they are very like when I when I was like okay, cause I I was one of those people. Obviously, I was a huge Fifth Harmony fan. And I was like, oh, I'm not like, oh, I'm not supporting a little mix. Like, I support Fifth Harmony. Like, one of those stupid people. And then when I finally was like, you know what? Let me give Little Mix a chance. And I like saw one one of the like live performance videos. And I was like, what? Who is this? This is so good. That was yeah. So good. Like, uh, I was like, this is like amazing that a group is doing this kind of things. Yet, they're only known like overseas mm-hmm. and not here I said people this is talent like people need to like see this so I'm hoping that they can get that push with their new album which hopefully is coming this year I believe it is because they were talking about that they're in the studio so yeah the, the song I'm going to play from Little Mix that I think you guys need to hear is actually not one of like the many like bops like, mm-hmm. whatever it's, it is secret love song though because and Secret Love Song, I think I'm going to play the one, the, so, like, the part two, because that's like the piano-driven one. The original has Jason Derulo. I mean, you know how I feel about him. So, <laughs> so this is probably going to be Secret Love Song part two. It might be the original if I can't get part two, but this is Secret Love Song by Little Mix. Why can you
those are our, those are our six underrated artists that we picked. Obviously, there are a, mu a bunch more underrated artists that you guys need to listen to. Honorable mention to Jesse J. I was thinking about her when I was thinking. Show. I should pick Jesse J, but I really want to talk about these people. But Faux yeah, because Jesse is so, 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 so talented. Like she can sing with her mouth closed. Yes. For real. And I was, yeah. And I was hoping that when Bang Bang came out, that that would kind of like <coughs> push her, but that did much more for Ariana than. Yeah, than really. Jesse. I was going to say it did a lot for Nikki too, but she didn't mean nothing, so. Nope. Sorry. You're good. So, yeah, so check out these artists, check out some of their songs, and, uh, yeah, I might actually, well, yeah, check out some of their songs, and uh, I was going to say don't sleep on this, but this was the whole episode, episode about sleeping yep. on this. For sure. So, Kaylee. Yes, oh God. What song should we go Jesus. on to? Um, hmm. I would not be mad. Well, never mind. I was gonna say I would not be mad if you picked like an Ellie Golding Bob, but Well which one? There's so many. I would say Burn because we both love that song to no end and it's such a bop. A okay with that. Such a bop. Jam. Part of me feels like we played that before, but I don't care. I don't care. Neither. <laughs> I listen to it in the car when we go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is uh Burn by Ellie Golding. And until next time. Peace out. Bye. Burn, burn.